if people start to implement these five things that I'm going to be talking about today, they will build such a strong foundation for their health that they will start to build resilience and heal. Welcome to the Controlled Health Podcast, where we discuss topics on whole body wellness so that you can take back control of your health. I'm your host, Andrea. I hope today's podcast is uplifting and brings you hope. The show is for educational purposes only, so always be sure to consult a healthcare professional before starting anything new. In today's show, I will discuss the five pillars of health that can help improve overall well-being. These five pillars are stress management, environment, movement, diet, and sleep. I try to emphasize the importance of addressing them to build a strong foundation for health and healing. I will provide practical tips and suggestions for implementing changes in each pillar. By taking control of these aspects of your life, individuals can improve their health and well-being. Please enjoy the show. I really don't think that you can out-supplement a poor lifestyle, and that is why doing these five things will improve your health. I call these the five pillars of health. Now in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to be diving deeper into each pillar of health and talking specifically about and talking specifically about them more in depth. But for today, I'm just gonna briefly skim over them, talk about them a little bit, and and hopefully you guys can take away something that you can start implementing now to start taking back control of your health. So the first one is, it's going to be obvious, it is stress. So this is the first pillar of health. Stress is such a huge component to our health. And if you do not manage it, it can cause all sorts of problems. Now, I'm not just talking about work stress or having kids or any of those things. I'm talking about something called micro-stresses. These are things that you may not feel stresses you out, but it actually stresses your nervous system out. For example, watching the TV late at night, eating sugary things, and the list can go on. Those are actually really stressful, especially to our nervous system, and it can create all sorts of imbalances. So one thing that you can incorporate doing to limit your stress And I think this is actually my favorite one because it actually has to do with digestion. So I think that you should sit down and eat. If you have family members, eat with your family. No distractions, no phones, and you can do some breathing exercises before you eat so you actually digest your food. This means no eating in your car, no eating at work. I want you to be in a space or in a, I want you to be in a parasympathetic state, which simply means that your nervous system is in a rest and digest state. All right, the second pillar of health that I think everybody should look for if they're trying to improve their health is their environment. This can range from just where you're living and who you're surrounded with in your job to actually digging deeper to see if mold or other toxins in your home that can be causing you to be sick. That may even include plastics. And I'm gonna actually stick with that because I think that's one thing that we can't control necessarily, but we can minimize. So, you know, try to switch out your um, plastic wear with glass or stainless steel 
throw away the nonstick pans. And you can even change some of your garments, especially if you're a woman in your undergarments. So try to wear cotton underwear, cotton bras, um, or wool or linen or something like that. So you can really change the environment that you're in. As most of you know, I was affected by mold. So I also am just going to slip that in and you should definitely test your home for mold or even look around your workplace to see if maybe that can be a cause of why you're not reaching your health goals or maybe why you're sick. All right, number four. Nope, I'm not on number four yet. Number three. <laughs> number three is movement. So when I was really sick, the most I could do was just get out of bed and move to the couch. But while I was on the couch, I would try to do some type of movement, where whether it was like lifting my arms up or lifting my feet up or something along those lines because I knew that if I did not move it, I was going to lose it. You can kind of go on an extreme with movement though, which can cause more stress on your body. And I don't want anybody to do that. That would be like hit workouts and maybe not eating enough when you're working out or even just working out in a stressed state or doing too much cardio, even lifting too much. Um, it can become super stressful to your body and you won't get the results that you want. So when it comes to movement, I think taking it slow at first and then building up volume as you go along, especially if you're dealing with chronic illness like I did or if you just want to start to improve your health. A tip for movement if you are wanting to just start somewhere that is low and slow, I would say just go for a 20 minute walk, at least five days out of the week, and then maybe incorporate two strength training exercises throughout the week to where you're like doing squats or push-ups or maybe even using bands. I think resistance training is the optimal form of working out because you build muscle and muscle is what creates longevity and even helps with insulin resistance and weight loss. We all know what we put in our body matters, but what we put on our skin also matters. That is why I'm a huge advocate for putting things natural on our skin like tallow or olive oil. But in my case, I found that sometimes it doesn't really do the trick. So I have to rely on other products. One of my favorite products that I rely on is Beauty Counter. Their products not only get the job done, they go above and beyond to make sure that their products are clean and safe. In fact, most of their products are actually EWG certified. EWG is the Environmental Working Group, and their mission is to provide research so you can make an informed decision to live a healthy life free of toxins. They focus on everything from food, water, agriculture, to things like PFAs and personal care products. Most of our products nowadays can cause hormonal disruption and even make our skin worse. This is why I rely on EWG to see if my products are safe. Back to Beauty Counter, one of my favorite products right now is this All Bright Vitamin C. This uses all natural vitamin C from turmeric and camu camu 
to help even skin tone and even help with the radiance of your skin. If you would like to support my show or see all the other products that Beauty Counter offers, you can go to the link in the show notes below. Also, if it is your first time shopping with Beauty Counter, you can get 20% off your first order using Clean For All 20. Also, don't forget to check out EWG to see if your household products and body care products are safe. Now, back to the show. All right, now on to number four, diet. My absolute favorite. Some people may come at me for this, maybe not, um, but I personally think that the carnivore diet is absolutely 100% therapeutic, no matter what disease or whatever you're going through. I've even seen stories with alpha-gal, which is an allergy to red meat, benefit from this way of eating. I'm just gonna stick on what something that you can do now to start to improve your diet. That is just focus on whole foods. So cut out all processed foods pretty much. This gives you a little leeway. So if you're used to eating out, you can at least still eat out and slowly cut back because you can get whole foods at restaurants. You can get salmon and veggies and potatoes and things like that. Um, a nutrient-dense, animal-based diet is definitely the way to go and a goal that I think that you should work towards. All right, last but not least is sleep. Now, this can be challenging because a lot of people may have trouble sleeping, but I think that if you focus on those other four pillars that I've already mentioned, then I think your sleep will improve, but sometimes there are other underlying conditions that may inhibit your sleep. I wish that when I was younger, that I prioritized sleep a lot more than um, I did. I think that led to part of the reason why I got chronically ill. Anyways, I forgot where I was at. Um, oh, sleep. Sleep is really one of the most important things that we can prioritize to improve our health. A minimum of eight hours. I try to get anywhere from eight to 10 a night. I know that seems crazy, but I actually have a whole routine that I do. Um, so, like I said, if you're having trouble sleeping, try to start with the other four pillars, but also there is one thing that you can start doing that I think would improve at least falling asleep, and that is just, of course, re reducing your blue light exposure for before bed. That would look like no TV, no computer, no cell phone, no doom scrolling before bed, try and put your phone in another room possibly and just have a routine that you do every night so that would be you know brush your teeth wash your face maybe take a warm shower and then if you're still wanting to do something maybe you can get a low powered light maybe even a red light and you can read a book or you can pray or you can do breathing exercises or stretching exercises but once you get into a routine before bed, it really helps. And I'm so glad that I started doing that. Even though when I was younger, I didn't really have a problem falling asleep. And I, I, I don't know, I don't really remember waking up too much. Um, but I, I didn't get restful sleep. So I would wake up extremely exhausted 
now I'm finally getting like restful sleep and when I wake up in the morning even though sometimes I don't want to get out of bed but most of the time I have energy and I'm ready to start my day and I'm not groggy I don't drink coffee so nothing really hypes me up anymore uh, helping to set your circadian rhythm again by reducing that blue light especially before bed will help with sleep now obviously this these five pillars will work for the majority of people with people who are battling chronic illness and autoimmune disease and stuff like that i would obviously try to dig deeper but i would focus on these five things first because they have to have a foundation in order for them to even start healing because if your nervous system is in fight or flight you will simply not heal or at least not heal as quickly as expected if you are wanting to be healthy or stay healthy or obviously reverse autoimmune diseases you need to have a mindset of well here first let me back up you don't want to have a victim mindset i've seen that in the chronic illness space and it makes me want to throw up because it is just so sickening that they have this victim mentality and honestly they don't get better because of it and it really breaks my heart because you're not a victim i'm sorry you're not uh even if it was you got bit by a tick or something like that you're still unfortunately not a victim we live in a world where there's sin and disease and it happens and i think that if you have an outlook of you being the victim then you won't take necessary steps in order for you to heal so again let's take um an autoimmune disease or or lyme disease either one for an example most of the time autoimmune or lyme is obviously from an outside source you get you contract a virus or you get bit by something and that disease is transmitted if your immune system was healthy to begin with probably would have handled that a lot better now what do i mean by that well in the lyme space i see a lot that people have lyme but until they start spiraling like becoming very stressed and eating poor and all these other things is when it actually becomes this catastrophic event um, that personally happened to me and i've heard a lot of other people do that as well um, mold exposure as well is an example you can see some people are affected by mold and others other people can actually detox it pretty well that may have to do more with the way our genes are working but again epigenetics is an amazing study and there's a book called dirty genes that kind of talks about how genes are a loaded gun but it's the environment and lifestyle that pulls the trigger so if you are not sleeping well you're eating processed food you're very stressed out and not managing it very well and you're not exercising and your environment is absolutely toxic you're using toxic skincare products you work in a moldy building and all your friends are really negative 
I can guarantee you that you will end up with a chronic illness. And I'm not saying this to scare anyone. I'm saying this because I know that you can get better from it. You can absolutely get better from it. Um, there is obviously a spiritual component to that. And I kind of loop that in with stress. And when I dive deeper into stress, I'll kind of talk more about that. But if you can remember just these five things that I mentioned today and you start doing one thing for each, I can guarantee you in the next month you are going to feel so much better. So I'm just going to recap a little bit. So first one is to manage stress. And the example I gave was to just sit down and enjoy your meal and do some deep breathing exercises so that your nervous system turns from sympathetic to parasympathetic and is in the rest and digest state. Now, the second one is your environment. I'm sorry, but if you got some bad friends, kick them out. But I think the example I used was the plastic. I slipped in the mold there, but that can be really complicated. And again, I'll dive deeper into that. But trying to reduce plastics, I think, will help, especially with your, if you have any hormone challenges. Um, the third, I think I mentioned, was movement. And I just encourage you to walk at least 20 minutes a day and do some type of strength exercise two times a week. And that can look like squats, push-ups, using bands, and then of course just walking. And it's definitely a bonus if you start to walk outside. I will talk more about outside, probably in the stress segment, maybe in the environment actually, we'll see. I'll figure it out. Uh, the fourth one is diet. Okay, I am a huge advocate for um, therapeutic carnivore diet. Not everybody has to go that route, but I think increasing animal protein, reducing higher toxin foods uh, that have oxalates and lectin in it can definitely benefit. And of course, eating enough fat. Um, so just trying to eat more protein, I would say, is something that you can start doing now. And then sleep. That's the last. Sleep can be a little challenging because if you have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep, sometimes you have to use outside modalities to help you. But I think that if you start incorporating the other four pillars, that your sleep would be better. But I did give a tip and that would be to reduce blue light exposure so you can help reset your circadian rhythm. I do want you guys to have a positive mindset and that would be to start taking into account the things that you can control take ownership of that you know take ownership of your diet take ownership of your exercise those are things that you can control and then the things that you can't control i want you to kind of let go of those things thank you guys so much for listening if you have any questions please put them down um, this will be on YouTube and all podcast platforms. I'm super excited to go in depth with the other five pillars with you. And that's it for today. So I will see you in the next episode. I really hope that today's podcast encouraged you to take back control of your health.